We are back. It's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> there was a video I saw where I got uh, the the original. You ever play the OG e any EA title? Of course. Right. I played it on uh, Xbox, like the regular Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah, the like big, the original Xbox, the big the black block. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. with that little green fucking yeah, yeah. button in the back. I remember the first EA title I played was NBA Live. 2000 like so like zero zero or like oh one yeah and there was a video of a guy he actually found that original voice actor and he got him to do the thing it's pretty cool EA sports it's in the game it's in the game it's in the game you think you could be a voice actor i might have a shot but i would really have to master like my low like ea sports (laughs) it's in the game do you think you would lean towards doing shows video games or something else i probably want to do something a combination of both right because when you first start in anything you want to just get money sure so i think i'd start a company yeah. but what what would i be more proud of a fucking ea sports some shit like that or would i be more proud of like being a voice actor for like nemo or some shit that's kind of what i mean like picking right? up. i think like, i think eventually what if you're on family guy you'd right? want you want you want to be uh you want to be on a show, right? Where it's like Cartman or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That'd be huge. Yeah, yeah. It's like this this motherfucker's Cartman, and and the beauty of, of voice acting is like you get a you get a high end percentage of like what real actors get. We like, can we can do a taste of that right now. Watch, boom. Hello, I am Vlad. You know what I mean? I mean, in a way, if you think about it, some of the people that listen to our podcast do just listen they never actually watch yeah, us yeah. because they can't be watching while they're driving or they live in some village in eastern block europe i mean if those are the people that are watching and sure but i'm talking about people like commuting to work or yeah whatever, right like as a ma- yeah and in a way we are voice acting for them right like there is in a way an element yeah of that that we are doing right do you feel like you're sexually arousing people with your voice? Have you ever felt like that where you like talk to a chick? Oh, 100%. And you're like, I'm arousing this chick with my voice. 100%. And I will unconsciously speak differently Yeah, yeah. to girls when I'm in that mood. I don't want to say call it a mood, but when I'm in that mode versus yeah. when I'm talking to... To me. Well, yeah, I mean... You, you, when you, that. when you talk to me, your voice goes higher. I don't know if you start producing estrogen or no, it's because I, when I get excited, when anyone gets yeah, you excited, get excited, you yeah, speak yeah. faster, and when you speak faster, your voice will tend to go up as well. That's that's natural. Yeah, yours does. If you want, no, everyone's does. No, no. one's voice goes faster and lower. Mine when does. you slow down, yeah, 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 that's when it gets low. You know what I mean? So that's sometimes those are natural tendencies. When you slow it down, yeah. You're stretching out your words, so your your voice, your tone goes down. <sighs> when you start speaking faster, like that, you just yeah, have yeah. to because it's your voice keeping up with you. Let me ask you a question sure. about your possible future with like somebody that you might love. Mm. So imagine a girl; she's like really, I don't know, very attractive, mm-hmm. but she's got a very ugly looking pussy. What is that fuck? a deal breaker for you? You know, it's a deal breaker for me when you fucking. <laughs> These degenerate fucking questions, man. But yo, it's we're, like, we're degenerates. It's like f- Why no, do we want to act? You are, motherfucker. Well, then what do you want me to do about it, though? It's like you're telling improve. me. Improve. Yeah, but you can't improve from being who you are. Yeah, you Degeneracy can. Degeneracy is like of part of can. my my chromosome. We talked about that multiple times. Of course you can improve. That's like saying, can you can you improve on being less of a spick? 
No, you probably can. It's like in your soul. What the fuck are you talking about, man? You can't improve on what you like. Okay, it's invisible to you. Like it's your mentality. You know how the Jersey guys like, yo, it's my mentality. You listen, you take me to the ring, I go mental. I don't know why I come here, man. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes I, sometimes I wonder. I'm like, yo, Hector Loki has a fetish, and I'd be like, yo, does he just come here to get fucking abused? <laughs> Secretly just, hate myself. Yeah, self-deprecating. Get, exactly. That's honestly though. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, being a degenerate, like at times, I realize my funniest jokes are when I'm when I'm being self-deprecating because I don't actually care what people think of me. Like it doesn't affect me. Like, like let's say somebody thinks uh, like Armand's retarded. Like he's an idiot. Doesn't really matter to me. Mm. You know, I've known this. Like I have friends that like. I know they think I'm retarded, but it's fine. Like for me, it doesn't matter. Whereas if I told you the same thing or somebody else or the general guy off the street, yeah, they'd be kind of hurt with the idea like, oh, fuck, this guy thinks sure, slowly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a downfall. What do you think? Do you think, do you think caring about what people think is a downfall? Oh, or no? I think that is not an uncommon opinion at all, dude. I think most people would agree with you on that. Books have been written about this. Mm. The fucking, one of the most popular books in the last few years, literally called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's the title of the book. It was a New York bestseller for many, many months. So much that there was a fucking sequel about it called, I don't remember the sequel of it, but that's been a yeah. philosophy of certain people is like, oh, go do you know, what you want and, and, and you know, don't, don't care what people think. There's limits some, to this though. I know, yeah. Some people exaggerate it to make the point, yeah. but- the idea, I believe, is sound. I don't think you should be a victim to what you believe people will think about you. Yeah, yeah. Because that it that can be extremely limiting okay. in your general life. Let's put this idea into practice. Sure. You want kids, right? Yes. So you have a daughter. Okay. She turns 19. Mm-hmm. She puts that ass on fucking OnlyFans. Okay. You going to have the same mentality? Of... Don't care what people think about you. Because that's what is going to hit you most, right? You're a Catholic guy. People are going to say shit. Like, what, I, what's I your would, mom going to say if her granddaughter... That, I would see that as a reflection of my parenting. If it got to that point, then what's, I would be, What's going to stop her? I would be more disappointed. No, hold on. What's What was your original question? Is no, it no, going to no, still I, stand? <clears throat> is like my uh, my thing of not caring what people think still going to... Is that what you're... No, I'm what's, saying what's like your, your, your idea, your... your your pushback is going to be like my parenting skills are going to be at a level where I teach her enough morals well, that she doesn't no. make this decision. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying is that if if that fails and all of a sudden what that scenario that you explained happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying is I would see you that. You failed as a parent. Exactly. Like that yeah. would be a reflection more. I mean, I, think that's I, would, fair. I would feel pretty terribly about that. Yeah. Because I'd be like. Would you try even, to. Even, at, the, yeah, even at this point, if I want to pull her back from this, it's like. 19 years of her life led her to this and a good portion of that is me and and my wife parenting this child yeah and if she gets to this point that's a reflection on us way more than it is on on her because mm-hmm. we were or we should have been a big influence on her upbringing mm-hmm. so to pull her back from this now she's a fucking grown adult like it's, i can tell her anything that i want now but at this point if she if these are the decisions that she's made well it's it's you it's an uphill battle is what is what's happening. Sometimes I think you can implement parenting into a child's head, and sometimes I look at my life and I say, 
that's not the case. Maybe whether I'm the exception or not the exception, but like both my parents are very highly educated, non-criminals, like, you know what I mean? And I've, I've completely opposed their life decisions in my own life. And, you know, if you look at, you know, my whole family lineage, everybody's pretty quiet. Even if you like, go back to somebody who grew up in my family, like right beside me, my sister, complete different. Mm -hmm. So I think in certain scenarios, yes, you're right. But there's certain odd situations where kids have a certain personality trait where like you can't implement fear or respect out of them. The thing is, n no one is born like that. That's not how biology works no right? but you have certain things, kids that are have more pushback all, all these things are inherited somehow now i think it's more genetic though the, that's not really how it works though like when you start looking into it that's not really how, like this whole like oh the warrior you gene or like the, no oh, it's not the warrior gene these things don't really work how how you might think in that sense so what the interesting part about childhood psychology and adolescent psychology that, that whole thing is that we're still learning about that to this day. It's not that this is a clear-cut science where we know that if you do these things, then this will be the out, uh, the outcome, or if you do things a certain way, you are guaranteed that it's going to come out like this. It's, it doesn't work like that. It's not a it's not a clear-cut science where if you mix A and B Psychology together, you get is not C. A clear -cut science That's period. why it's so interesting because there's many different ways to explain certain mm. outcomes. And I think the beautiful part, the beautiful part about the whole thing is that the best thing that you can do is try and make your inputs be the best that you can and hope for the best. Yeah. You can't be kicking yourself afterwards and saying, oh, but I did all these things and yet it didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. It's oh, not wow. a guarantee. No. It's not at all. So would you try to fight your kid on this or would you let them just kind of live in it? Bro, if it's 19, I ain't doing shit. What the fuck am I doing? They're a grown adult. That's the difference they're, between they're, me and you. They're, what, what are you going to do? You're going to kill them? No, I'm going to kidnap them. Yeah, okay. Good Good luck with that, man. Like, kidnap them, then what? You're going to beat them into no. submission? What no. The, what are you Why does this have do? to always go aggressive? No, because like, it's all... <laughs> You're like you, assuming I'm going to go aggressive. you just said kidnapping. That's not aggressive? That's, that's just... How is, non, how is that Non-physical kidnap. First... Non-physical kidnap. It can be very easily done. Please explain for the judge. <clears throat> okay, so what what is a physical kidnap to you, like by force? No, no, right? no. I, you're not asking me questions. No, you're I'm, ask I'm, the question. I'm I'm trying to open your mind, so no, I, no, I no. have to set certain fundamental boundaries with you, because you're a layman when it comes to these things. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> a physical kidnap is like when I force you into something, right? A voluntary kidnap is like when I show you something and cover it. Kind of like the the phrase I told you earlier, where we say it in Turkish, mm -hmm. whereas we disguise something into something else and make you think it's something else. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you're trying to do that with me right now. And no, like no, no, no. I'm not <laughs> trying to do that with you. I would be trying to do that with like this uh, metaphorical kid, right? This this imaginary kid, right? It would be kind of like I would try to go into supporting them into thinking. If all if all else fails, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it comes down to the crossroads of I beat her ass or I fundamentally dilute her vision and turn her into something else that is not actually the case. So what I would do is I would bring up an opportunity where like she can do some type of promotion with some other OnlyFans person, right? Invite her over. And then I would just keep her in the house, delete all of her shit. How would you keep this person in the house? 
<clears throat> by blocking the door. <laughs> Non-physical. It's not physical. I think that there's certain things that... I you, believe it, that you believe this. I believe... <laughs> but I do not believe your shit at all. I believe that you can force by not physically forcing because at a certain age, if just like you just said right now, if I if I go through 19 years of a kid and they have so much disrespect for me that they feel the urge that they can even possibly go through a life like that, then I failed. So I have to take some extracurricular activities and make sure that I force them out of this. Otherwise, it's like the other option is just like you said, I give up on the kid. Yeah. The thing is, I don't give a fuck about the kid as much as I care about all those 19 years. That's what burns me the most. You know, when you go through relationships, right? Mm. And you end the relationship. Yeah. Do you want the girl to be happy later? Like, do you, uh, do you wish the best for them? Or are you just like, fuck, I wasted time? Uh, It depends on why the split yeah, yeah, and how the split. So, okay. you know, the best case scenario for most people is where they're dealing with an impossible situation where mm -hmm. it's like long distance, for example. Yeah, like, yeah. You just got craziest offer whatever you have to move or you know military like you get deployed whatever the reason is you get separated physically yeah and then the circumstances it's just it's too much to overcome for you guys to come together feel like you know what it's best that we just split yeah, like, yeah we should just break up because what are we doing here like i'm i'm over here you're over there and there's there's no real way for us to kind of come together yeah for for the foreseeable future so it's like we're in a good place but yeah. unfortunately circumstances outside of our control so that's at that point be like yes that's best case scenario because mm. it was it wasn't because of the relationship like you two together mm -hmm. but it was other stuff that split you apart and you're like all right well you know i wish the best for you yes in other ones hell no man it's like <laughs> any number of reasons why you know a split goes badly and you're like no you're like fuck this person so i, I think don't... there's a lot of stuff in the middle there that's interesting cuz i don't actually take splits in a negative way mm. I just take it as like, didn't work, wasted my time. That's how I look at it. Like, it's not like a, I feel sour or something like that. Even if I kind of gave that up a while back when I was like 21 and that whole shit happened. Well, that's probably I why I kind of just stopped. I kind of yeah. stopped like looking at it like a negative thing or a positive thing or for this person or thing. I just started thinking about just myself consistently. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that was a waste of fucking time. I didn't get what I wanted out of that. Now it's very simple when it comes to my eyes. It's either recreational or I'm going to build on it. If I decide to build on it and it goes south, I'm like, fuck, where did I fuck up? Yeah. What red flag did I not read? Yeah. And I think that's that's pretty much the most effective way of dealing with these uh, Western cultures because it's, <laughs> it's tough here, bro. It's, it's definitely tough because it's not just the girls. It's like everything gets more expensive, right? And you realize like five years ago, you're paying like, 80 bucks for two people recently you're paying like 200 for the no, same dude, shit. No, dude. Yeah. I mean, in that so it's sense, like, then, then you realize like, yo, if I took 200 bucks, right. And just bought the whole bear market and it's like some portion of a stock on TSX or some shit, or I just bought like a hedge fund or some shit, or even a hedge fund. Cause that, they say like, you know, these analysts, like Daniel said, you can't beat market averages, even though they promise you yeah. like better than market yeah. averages. Yeah. 
still a better investment than fuck 200 bucks down the drain with some chick that's not going to do much. So the best thing I could say is like read red flags at the best. Mm-hmm. Those guys are the thing or just don't compete. Yeah. You know, like Dr. Evil, like focuses on exclusively one thing, which is interesting because what do we focus on? We don't focus on one thing, so we can't really be the best at that one thing. Mm. Like, you know, if you if you taught if you read any books with multi billionaires, most of them give you a general pathway of like pick a pick an industry. That's what they say. Pick an industry and then master that industry. Right. Whether it's podcasting, whatever, whatever. Have you have you picked an industry that you want to master? No. So like what's the What's the angle there? Is it like because there's two there's two paths in life, why, right? There's, why I have it? There's mean, there's the angle. There's there's literally two two angles you can pick, right? Balanced lifestyle, mm-hmm. or like pick a path and master the path. Yeah. Right. Which one have you picked? The the first one, balanced. Balanced lifestyle. Yeah. And you you you're gonna be like, are you sure you're gonna be content with that when you're sixty five? I don't think you can be sure of anything. <laughs> 40 years in the future. That's what I'm that's my point. But I'm content with it now and that's what I'm doing. Do you think though that there's more negatives or hardships one way or the other? Like whether you pick like this lonely path where you're like trying to be an inventor or some 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 very hard road where you're like constantly lonely because obviously you're not spending this time and money and trying to have a balanced lifestyle. Or do you think having a balanced lifestyle has more re- repercussions or, or or complications? I think the only way that the first one ever really works out is if you truly believe in what you're doing. Like if that is giving you an, so much payback and and reward and fulfillment that you are beyond content doing just that thing, then yeah, sure, that's like that's a very viable option. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're giving up so much for what? Something you don't even enjoy? Like what the fuck? What are we doing here? In in that's what I want to go into next. Enjoy. Like, I think that's that's the most fluid shit ever. Like, what is it? What is enjoy? Like, what do level? You, do you what feel level? content when you do things? It's not that content, hard, man. Content. I don't. I don't think content is enjoy though. Con- it's, bro, it, it ain't that hard, man. You no, 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 no. It is hard. It is hard. No, this it's is this, not. It is. People Let me explain. Complicate this. No, no, no. All no. It's the not. Time, it's man. not. Content is something different than enjoy. It is two different. There's such a difference in level. Enjoy is like, for example, what's the favorite thing you like to do? Well, the thing is, what are we talking about here? If you want, okay. If you really want to get into this, dog. <laughs> If you really want to get into let's this. Let's make it quick, but let's get into it well, and we, finish it off with this. You can't, though. You can. No, because you got to define shit properly. Because you're, you're mixing shit up that shouldn't be mixed up. No, right? no, no. I'm not. Enjoy is not an emotion. That's no, just it's, not. No, nobody's saying it's, it's an emotion. Content can be an emotion. Enjoy can is be. not. No, but that's just how, like, if you're saying you're happy, that's an emotion. Enjoy, enjoyment, that's not an emotion. No, but. The fulfillment is also not an emotion after you do something so we need the, to describe you, this shit properly how you how you react content is like how do i explain it satisfactory almost it's not happy right 
forget forget enjoy right how does content in a decision that you made content means you've accepted it Tell, stop me where i'm wrong that's not how it works though what do you mean content is you accepted it what does content mean let's look it up let's sure. look up content that's that this is a this is going to some somewhere interesting i think Content. Read that for me. <laughs> You're so wrong on this. Content. In a state of peaceful happiness. Okay, keep going. No, there's no keep going. That's what it is. That's the adjective. So it's you can use it as an adjective, as a verb, or as a noun. So which one do you want? Uh, let's go with a noun. Noun. A state of satisfaction. Okay. So... <sighs> So I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe uh, content okay, as can't say the same as enjoy. Can you say that? They're they're not. <laughs> they don't describe sim like they don't live in the same world. I think enjoy would be a feeling though. No, enjoy is not a feeling. How do you how do you define what a feeling is? You're enjoying something. Is that not a feeling? You're feeling towards something that you're doing like you're enjoying having i'm a telling you right cake. now we are the wrong people to be going <laughs> deep into this like i'm telling you right now anybody listening to this who actually knows what the fuck we're talking about is listening to us and going these two fucking goombas yeah like what the fuck are these guys even doing so let's rewind to the stuff that we actually can talk about at least i think and we're going on the whole balance versus the focus, right? Like that was that was the original question here. It was some people enjoy uh, uh, like my. I'll, I'll just I'll just reiterate what I said earlier, where I said because you said focus, lonely, blah, blah, all this, or balance. Which and I was like, if you can find, I'll, I'll try and make it even more simple. If the focused state of life gives you so much joy that doing it basically provides you all the satisfaction you could ever require out of life yes you wouldn't Great. know that though no you of course you can as you're doing it you, you can feel it like it's driving you but what you're doing is giving you so much satisfaction that you don't need anything else what you're doing you, have you had that feeling no for one thing no never i've never had that i don't think but people do people, some people people do like and you can see it these are like the, the top point oh one percenters and all the things that they do so the, one of the best examples are guys in science for example or art or anything guys that do something that to you or me would look so strange you're like how the fuck are you dedicating this much time to this one thing doesn't it bore you after doing it for 30 years doing mm. this one thing doesn't don't you get doesn't life get st on, the, on the guys you ask them they're like no like i love getting up in the morning and doing this for the last 20 years and you look at what they're doing and it's so focused it's like they're in a fucking desert in the Atacama Desert staring literally in one fucking section of space for 10 fucking years straight. And at the end of the 10 years, they come up with this thing. And you're like, how the fuck did you get up in the morning, mm. six in the morning for 10 years straight? And you just, you didn't, like, this was what you wanted to do. And they're like, yeah, man, I just, I found it so fast. That is a prime example because they don't get paid shit by a lot of material measures. They're not getting great compensation yeah. for what they're doing, but yet it drives them so much. Mm. That's a that's a good example, at least in my opinion. It's interesting. Um, 
it'd be hard to say that that'd be the the one thing that they'd be good at because in no lifetime you have enough time to try out everything that you think that you would enjoy or that you're content with. It's a very interesting topic to go into because you you might ask somebody that is like this. You're like, how did you know? How did you know this is what you wanted to do? And as you mentioned, it's like... Shot in the dark. Can you really figure it out empirically? It's no. Always, it's always a shot in the dark. I think part of my opinion on this is that I believe people make it their purpose in life. Like they didn't find it. They made it that way because you can only try so many things by the time you're aged, you know, let's say 22. Mm. So if at 22, you just decided to dedicate your life into that one thing for the next 40 years, like how many things did you really try to get to that point? Not really enough to say that, yeah, I tried a thousand things and this one thing. It's like, no, you probably tried like, let's say a hundred. There's also levels of dedication. Right? So it's like, I think people just, some people have that innate ability to make a one thing like their life's hmm. their not life's, look back. Life's work. I think that there's a second part to that not looking back, man. I think that's a real skill too, actually. Yeah. That's a real skill that Huge some skill. people have because a lot of people have issues with that. Yeah. Where they try something for uh, months or years and they're like, ah, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm done with it. That's so. a lot. That's a hard path to walk. It is, man. That it's not I'm easy. bored and I need to move on to something else. But it, it, it I've seen it more in in um, in people who have who want balanced lives, mm. who who think that they should have a balanced life. I don't personally believe in a balanced life. I just believe in doing things I want to do in the period of time that I can do them. You know, like I don't think I'm going to be able to do the same things I'm doing right now when I'm. 50. What do you mean by I don't believe in a balanced life? Because balance is is very subjective in life, right? Your balance might not be a balance to me and my balance might be erratic for you. So what does balance mean? Like it's a subjective word of what balance is. So like in my sister's eyes, she's much conservative, much more conservative person than I am. Her life balance is uh, not particularly balanced to meet yeah but i think even even though it's subjective in nature it's what's more important isn't the absolute value but it's relative value so it's relative value to you you've gone through moments in life where you've been more focused than balanced you can look at your life in the last 30 years and see those moments i can too where i'll be like you know you know, during these couple of years, I was definitely putting a lot of more time into this thing than I do now. And I, I kind of spread my time out more like you for you. You can do that. Mm. It doesn't have to be like me comparing my life to you. It's like, OK, did you have a point in time where you were more focused than now in one thing? The answer is probably yes. Right. And that's I think when people talk about, about balance is do you feel that you're living a balanced life? Because some people you'll talk to them and people that are in worse situations than us stress level speaking they're like oh man i'm fucking so and you're like why man like what the fuck's got you up it's like man i'm just you know i'm putting too, way too much time at work and blah, blah this it's got me so crazy i don't i have time for nothing else you hear that a, a lot people mm. like i got time for nothing else because this has got me fucked up yeah that's an example of not living a balanced life if I, they can say i'm not living balanced and okay there you go i i think that's a, that's a good example Mm. so it is it is very much subjective oh no it really is but like i said i think what's the relative value is more important than the absolute because the absolute's impossible because like you said it's subjective how the fuck 
Which you, you know what I mean? Because you could say, no, I, this is how I split my time. And I'd be like, oh, my God, Armand, like, that's that's crazy. How you mm. spent so much time doing And you're like, yeah, but I'm fine. Yeah. I also think uh, there's an idea that has Im- been implemented through us, through many of uh, sources, and it kind of stands by, you know, you have to lower your stress. Mm-hmm. I don't think stress is bad. I think stress is good. <sighs> I used to, and I'm like, no, man. <laughs> this is why I think stress is good. I think the mind is, is so much more powerful than what we think it is. Mm. And I think you can force um, or train, is a better word, reactions you have to certain situations in life. So obviously the cliche ways would be the, you know, the optimistic approach. Right. Some people would say, okay, well, I'm not as optimistic as some people. I'm more realistic and so on and so forth. Same with stress, right? Some people might get implemented stress in their life. They might start losing it. And then some people might get stress in their life and they have a trained mind and they're like, man, so this is where I got to be careful because I make mistakes here. I start, I start tripping. I start, you know, stressing other people out or I can take the stress and, and really hone it like like the stress kind of welcome the stress in a certain way and i think those people don't get a negative side effect from stress but then there's also people who take stress in and and they start oh, i can't do that uh, uh, what am i gonna do like just like you explained right so i think that is also the way you see things in life is very subjective because someone in africa and in the congo being six years old working these cobalt mines i don't know if you've ever seen these things cobalt mines are fucking insane that kid comes home for four hours and hangs out with his brother and he thinks he's got a balanced lifestyle because he welcomes that stress versus like you know just like omi park that chick right she ran away from north korea at 13 mm-hmm. saw her dad get killed her whole family lineage in korea her mom get raped she got raped she comes to america she does goes to school goes to an ivy league starts making a book goes on all these podcasts she's had probably the most incredible stress she's probably honed that in a way where regular people i would say in the probability of wanting a more balanced life they would want less stress whereas somebody that doesn't want a balanced life doesn't really try to i guess initiate a balanced life they would they would like stress more or they're they're more comfortable being stressed the thing is stress isn't just in the mind you, you kept repeating that the issue with stress for a lot of people is that it doesn't just live there it lives in the body too and that's where it has real implications it's if not, you let it it's not no it's not if you let it that's not how it works stress when in it, the body when it starts be, hitting you physically that's that's the issue right when has stress hit you physically what you've never felt it no Okay, first of all, you've called me when you're stressed, so I know those moments. No, no, with no. You. Feeling stress again. So have you? I'm still. I'm not the best example of this. Don't, Let me explain. Don't interrupt me because I was still explaining my first thing. Right? Have you never felt stress anywhere? Like you never feel it in your gut. You never feel it a- a- anywhere. Like you've never felt. I any don't feel a physical. Physical. I. I if you have that, not, though. if you have not felt any physical manifestations of stress, you are probably an exception. Most people, especially in North America, but this whole like white collar mm. world that we live in, feel stress 
in their bodies, not just mm. in their minds. They'll feel a tension in their gut, like that nervous feeling that they get. Maybe you're going to tell me that you've never felt nervous too. If that's the case, well, I'm explaining these things to you for the no, first time, right? This is not this so, is not what I'm saying. No, but let me finish. This is the issue with people. They'll get it in their shoulders, in their necks. They start getting it in their body physically, and then they start developing things from it afterwards. There is a reason why doctors will tell you, hey, you know, you're having these issues. It's due to stress. Mm-hmm. That's the issue with most of these people is that they can't they can't keep it confined to their minds. And that's where that's where I come in is what I'm saying is like you there's a placebo effect of believing you're stressed and there's a placebo effect in thinking that you're welcoming the stress. How how you deal with that situation once you get stressed in the mind will eventually affect your body. Have I felt stressed? Yeah. There's situations where I'm older and I've dealt with stress a little bit better and it's been positive. And then if I, at that point where that stress ended, if I look back and I tell myself like, hey, fuck man, if I looked at this same situation and I was positive about the stress and welcomed the stress, seeing how it happened, should I even have been stressed in the initial first place? I could literally look back and say, no, I shouldn't have been. Regardless of the situation, that's that's a that's a I mean that's a good take, but it's also like it almost goes against the definition of right because if you welcome it and you like all, it doesn't end up being stress anymore. That's exactly. kind of the whole point. Exactly. That's the whole point. So you know what it turns to? It turns it turns into a stimulant. Not even that. If it, you, no, it does. No, because, because why? It's not a stimulant if it doesn't affect you anymore. It just be, doesn't. No, no, it, it's, it, not, it's it, not even there anymore. Again. What is effect? Effect is from equilibrium. It always affects you, but what you're trying to do is not affect you negatively, so you have this placebo effect in your body. So if you're constantly stressed and you do the same brain loop where you're like, fuck, 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 and you go negative, well, you, then obviously you're going to have physical stress. What I'm trying to say is like, when you do feel stressed, and I've I've been working in the one of the most stressful environments, one of the most disrespectful environments in any industry, if you look across most industries, you get treated the worst in my industry. If you take that, you constantly get stressed every day. We got guys at work I see all the time quitting left and right because mm. they're too stressed out. What I'm saying is like this whole time, this let's say the, the last 12 years that I've been working, if I took every situation that I was mostly stressed in and thought about it positively and thought about it like welcome the stress, I would probably perform a lot better. I not probably 100% across the board because when you get stressed, you don't think that well. You don't think clearly. Yeah. You start thinking illogically and it doesn't help you in any way to think like you know this is going to be this is going to work out. You always think, "Oh, it's not going to work out. It's always going to be." That's why you well, get the stress. That's yeah, why you get the anxiety. In a way, like people like you've already touched on before, people receive stress in different ways for some people it gives them a higher sense of urgency for what they're doing yeah and it makes them more anxious yeah but their thoughts are still relatively rational yeah it's just that there's a sense almost of like panic mm-hmm. they're like oh shit i gotta i gotta get this like they get hit with this crazy deadline whatever the fuck the reason is they're like oh god i have to do this mm-hmm. but they're still they're not thinking oh shit oh my god they're still thinking rationally it's just it's at a heightened sense it's almost like an adrenaline dump for some people really mm-hmm. is what it is and some people 
break the fuck down. You'll see it. You've mm. probably come across a lot of people who, when they get stress overload, they just fucking, it almost like their their brain just like short circuits, like it yeah. just stops working. You try to talk to them and they're like, uh, I, I don't know. And you're like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. They're like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're, like, uh, you're just and they're like, all right, man, let's take a breath. Chill out. Yeah, let me, I'll take yeah. this for you. So people, people accept stress in different ways. Mm. But I think the main thing that we started talking about from the beginning here was, is it useful? Most people, I think people would say that it is, but the issue is how to, once you accept it and start using it, how do you deal with it in a positive manner? Hmm. For me personally, I don't care anymore, man. Like hmm. I just, I don't care for it. I've, I've gone through it enough where I can, for me, I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I felt it. I felt what that looks like or what, what that is. I just don't, I don't want anymore. So I just, when I come to situations where it might in the past have given me stress, I just don't care. Mm. And that not caring goes a long way for like eliminating a lot of stress. Mm. Cause me five years ago in some of the situations I'm in right now at work would have been like, oh shit. And yeah. would have stayed up and like worked late and like, oh damn, I gotta get this. Oh, this is now I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Why am I stressing myself for this? And mm. then I just, and then I stop. Yeah. So it's, it's a different mentality that I have now for the, a lot of the things that I went through last year wouldn't mm. have, I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for some of these certain things that, that happened that you know about that happened mm. to me last year. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting being where I am now handling certain situations that 2021 Hector would have been like, yo, this is fucked. Mm. And the way that I come across now to people, like when I tell them, they might get the impression that, you know, I just don't give a fuck, that I'm yeah. late, all, the, all this shit. And I'm okay with people thinking that because I don't really care to explain to people how it is that I actually got here. Yeah. It's it's not that I was always like this. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's that I made certain choices after I was being, after I was dealt certain cards in my life that I said, you know what? I'm going to be better off if I put myself in this position mm -hmm. than if I stay where I am. Right. So that's that's my thing with the whole, the whole stress bit. I want to end this with this. In life, there's everything is a tool, mm. right? And stress is one of those things. You could either use it as a shovel. You could use it to dig yourself out of something. You can use it as, you know, a wrench to tighten something off. Mm -hmm. Or you can use it as, you know, one of your friends, man, to, to let you know that you're slipping. Mm. It really, it's retroactive to who you are and how it's going to, you know, yeah. help you. I think when you master your mind of being able to master stress, you really master life. Because those are the type of people that can start selling fucking shoes on the side of the, <laughs> side of the street. And, you know, within a decade or two, you know, they're you know, multimillionaires, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And stress is, is a, is a funny tool because you, it could either drown you or it could, it could really help you, man. It could really show you like, fuck man, like you could do a lot better mm. because literally in this society, the highest paying jobs are the most stressful mm -hmm. and the people who get paid the most are the people who can endure stress the most. You look at top top jobs, right? Mm -hmm. 
CEOs, COs, doctors, lawyers, surgeons, you know, I would say surgeon level is the best example. Would you say surgeons accept and welcome stress or would you say that they run it, run away from it? Of course they welcome it because how you would be a failing surgeon if, if you especially are, are dealing with a life or death situation where you run away from stress over years and years and years, you see surgeons become almost inhumane to pain or emotional pain or any of these things. And that's because of the fact that over time they've welcomed stress and the stress doesn't catch them slipping. Mm. Right. Do you, so, do you want to try and get a surgeon on here? I think that'd be really interesting. What kind of surgeon though? doesn't matter. Just it, a surgeon. Bro, we got to start from somewhere. Man. No, no, no. Right? I'm not saying we're going to get the fucking top surgeon in Vancouver. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. The, the, the reason I'm saying is because uh, I, I come from a long line of uh, surgeons here. like Medical professionals. I'm talking like a so, practicing surgeon. Let me explain this. In don't the interrupt area, me In here. the area. Don't interrupt me. Let me explain this. Um. I don't think we would get much out of a dermatologist or a, a, a surgeon who deals with cosmetics. I think we'd get a lot more out of somebody who's dealing with a life or death situation. That's why I, I, I condone uh, getting a surgeon who's life or death. Any, any guest would help, obviously, f to get some insight. But I would say the people who are dealing with that life or death would be a lot more interesting conversation with them because then... They they're a grim reaper, man. It's crazy how it is. When I think of a surgeon, that's kind of I already assume that. Yeah. Right? That's like when most people think of surgeons, they don't really consider that a dermatologist is a surgeon, even though they are because they'll technically. Do, like, yeah, they are, because I mean when they get operate yeah. skin cancer. Yeah, yeah technically. But I think when people think of surgeons thinking like orthopedic surgeons, yeah. hearts or obviously heart. everyone thinks of the arts, yeah. neurosurgeon, all those like your classical surgeons. Yeah. Any of those guys is what I'm saying. Yeah. If we get I mean, if you know anybody, whatever, I'll reach out. I mine wouldn't be interesting. I know a couple of uh, cardiologists. Oh, do they do surgery? Yeah, they work at VGH. Do they perform surgery? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's can you get them on? The thing is, they're not the most. They're it's kind of like interviewing Doctor Evil. They're the most introverted, non-spoken. Like it wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be a. How do I say mm. this? There would be nothing we get out of it because they're very robotic people. So I'm guessing they handle stress well. Very well. <laughs> like you could switch these guys into hitmen probably fairly easily given the fact that they weren't such nerds growing up. If they had a uh, a more hardcore upbringing, they, they could have went two, two ways, right? Very stressful blue collar, white collar job yeah. or straight criminal that like slices and you know kills people to, to give organ transplants to to high-end officials honestly i think it still might be worth it. if it's if it's crap we just we just yeah obviously obviously but yeah it's, if you can do it i know a couple of people the other interesting thing is i think we should try is uh i i think what would be most fun would be um to to get girls on the show more frequently and i have access to that and i think that would be the f the funnest isn't isn't a word but i would say it'd be much more satisfying having that in my opinion Why is than that? having a surgeon 
<clears throat> I grew up with these like academics, like in my country mm-hmm. and in my own family. They're not like I've been around them. They're not the most interesting people. They're very like, I'll give you an example of what this is. And I, I, I kind of want to end on this uh, or whatever else you, you, you want to, you want to say, but basically, um, people who specialize in something aren't very well rounded. I'll give you an example. You ever meet somebody who excels and masters in industry? They don't master anything else. When you talk to most doctors, if you talk to them outside their scope of being a doctor, usually they don't they don't have much insight. And it's because they've invested so many hours to hone their craft that they don't have anything else to say. They haven't done the research. They haven't looked at anything else because they've been so sharply laser focused on one thing. That's probably from the top professions of people that I've actually come across and befriended and kind of know the insights of their lives. They're not the most interesting people. Outside of their subject knowledge. Outside of their subject knowledge. But that's kind of the point is that we would be bringing them on for their subject knowledge. No, I listen, I'm not... Don't take me the fact of, of me saying no mm-hmm. to this. I'm just saying people who hone, I'm okay with that. Hone, I'm, I'm okay with them being I'm cool that too. way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's my experience with them mm-hmm. is that they're not interesting outside of them. Mm-hmm. Just like a girl isn't interesting. out If she's a hot chick, she's not interesting outside of her fucking visuals. You know, I've never met a girl where she's like a, like pretty goddamn close to a dime piece and she she yeah. i talked to her and i'm like fuck you've really changed my mind i fucking wish i lived in a fucking world where i talked to a dime piece and i'm like fuck man you really give me some insight like i could really think about this and consider thank you so much for this fucking information i'm trying to picture you speaking like that <laughs> it's always like fuck you're an idiot you want to suck this dick or what and then she says no all right fuck you bye if she says yes great let's go that's literally how it goes down for me. And I think, honestly, for outspoken guys, it probably goes down the same way. You know what? You'd be an excellent candidate to be gay. No, no. <laughs> what? The yeah, because fuck? you get the dick sucking and then you also get the, oh my God, man, you've really given me a lot to think about. No, I, Thanks, I don't think huh? guys guys do that. So you don't think anyone's interesting is what you're telling me. Very few people. <laughs> this, this is what, why. What we're getting at here is, is nobody's for, interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. The thing is, uh, the, the the thing I want to say with the interesting thing is like most uh, most people are average. And average people usually aren't interesting. Hence the average. Right? Because if you, if you look at big scale, we're average too. Of course. Right? And like if you compare us with somebody who isn't average, well, they're obviously more interesting whether it's non-average in a certain context. So like criminally, they're non-average. So they're straight psychopaths. Why is it that they don't make shows on average guys like us, but they make shows on psychopaths and sociopaths that kill people and and now they're infamous? They they do make shows on average people. It's called reality TV. Yeah, but it's not as interesting as some fucking killer show on Netflix. For you, for you. No, for me, it's for most people. Look at the ratings. If you go, if if you look up, bro, look up the ratings on some of this garbage TV. There's a reason why people watch this shit. Hold on, reality TV is made for average people. Yes. Right. But if you were gonna say, majority of people, actually, most all of media is actually made for average people. 
Why? Because you're supposed to make the most money off of it. And how do you do that? By, by getting me, yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. audience. So by nature, it's by nature. It's yeah. that, but I'll tell you, like it's, if you're an average person, you're watching average people. Mm-hmm. You've, you're watching something that's been done before, whether in your life or somebody else's life. Great. So it's not interesting. Mm. But when you see something in activity, whether it's killing 17,000 people or fucking doing some crazy thing, well, obviously it hasn't been done before that frequently. Therefore, it is more interesting. Mm. Things that haven't been done are rare to do are more interesting. That's why people who have done rare things collect an interest of fans around the world that find them interesting, Mm. right? Because if that was the case where average people were interesting, then average people would have fans all the time. But they don't. If you look at people who have fans, they're not average. Mm. Rest my case. (laughs) And with that, (laughs) we're the fuck out. All right, peace. Peace.